Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. This is is getting the rounds for sure. And it's um, making headlines, the I shooting. I am so surprised. Earlier this morning, I saw a couple of articles, like one from the actual location, the, c- the community. And uh, I was like, all right, well, this is going to get swept under the rug. This, That's what this, I figured. This doesn't uh, help the narrative, right. the gun the gun grabbing narrative, but I'm very happy that I just did a Google search and everyone's, it's out there. this guy is a hero. There was a, there was a there was an incident. Yep, it could, mass it, shooting. It could have it could have well because there was more than three, and, mm-hmm. and the rules are the statistics say three three sh- shootings in, a, in an incident equate to a mass shooting. This was one, but it could have been real bad. So three yeah. three were sh- were killed. Sadly, two were injured. A shopping uh, mall. This guy got taken out like within ten seconds because was there that, was, is it that was it that fast? Wow. Uh, because there was a guy who was just doing his going around doing his thing. And he happened to be carrying. So, I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name. Uh, I I'm just I'm just going to call him Eli. Yeah, it's That's spelled E L I S J S H A. It's very Delicious. strange. I'm going to call. I'm, from now on, I'm referring to him as Babyface Eli. It sounds like Elijah. It, Possibly, do, it does. Yeah. It does. Uh, Elijah Dickin, 22 years old, and he he does look very young, very kind of Kyle uh, Rittenhouse uh, age. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he was in the mall, and he was armed, and he took this shooter down, apparently from, was it 40 yards away? According to the Greenwood Police Chief James Isund, Dickon was shopping at the mall with his girlfriend. At 5.57 p.m., less than two minutes after the gunfire began, two minutes, Dickon engaged with the gunman. Quote, I will say his actions were nothing short of heroic. Mm. He engaged the gunman from quite a distance with a handgun, Isund said. He was very tactically sound, and as he moved to close in on the subject, he was also motioning for people to exit behind him. He had no police training and no military background. Well, thank goodness, if he had police training, he would have missed seven yes. out of ten. Wildly into a crowd or something. <laughs> there would have been more casualties. Uh, Ison uh, said Dixon's first shot at the gunman was from 40 to 50 yards away, and it appeared wow. the, very sh- the very first shot hit the gunman. Amazing. Dickon was able to hit the gunman with additional rounds as well. Is he dead? Is the gunman? Oh yeah, he's dead. dead. Okay. okay. Yeah, seven bullets will do that <laughs> most of the time. Well, I think this is yeah, this is nine millimeter. So if it's if you're not hitting if you're not, if you're not hitting vital organs, then yeah, you could walk away from well, uh, crawl away from that anyways. Dickon was carrying a nine millimeter Glock, according to Ison. After confirming the shooter was no longer a threat, Dickon approached mall security and cooperated with officers, according to Eisen. He was handcuffed and questioned by officers, but released upon verification of his actions via surveillance okay. video. Right. In Indiana, beginning July 1st, guess what? It just happened. Carrying a handgun no longer required a permit. How did the shooter get in there with rifles in the first place? You said he came out of the bathroom? He was in the bathroom for an up to an hour, prepping, I guess. Assembling just, things or whatever. He, uh, uh, that, How did they is, not notice good, him walk in with two rifles? Maybe he had them dissembled. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. In, the back, in, a, in backpack. a backpack. So, yeah, two rifles and a handgun, and uh took him a little while to figure him out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely no security at a mall, right? So right. you just walk in. And, and of course, okay. and of course, as Ian mentioned in the last segment, the the mall did come out, and uh, they you know, you know, they lauded the the man. Yep. And ignored the fact they are a gun-free zone. Ignored their weapons restriction policy. Yeah, I mean, we'll see where that we'll see what, where that transforms mm-hmm. into the ne- in the next few weeks. Whether they you know fall back, maybe take their stupid gun-free signs down. I don't think they'll do that, but no, it I sounds it. like it's 
It sounds like it's a a permission to cheat, basically. Like, yeah. I mean, if you have a concealed weapon and you need that concealed weapon inside their properties, they're not going to seek any action against you for using it. Well, here's a, here's a question for you listeners out there: uh, How many of you work for something? I don't know, like Uber or you're a bus driver or whatnot, and you aren't allowed via your job description to carry, and you mm-hmm. do you because do anyway. because you do you do it anyways, and you end up having to use it one day, mm-hmm. uh, and you get fired. Can I tell you one rule that gets broken in the grocery store like yeah. every day I'm sure. in there that pisses me off no end? Okay. The people bring in their dogs in there with them, and they're not service animals. Mm. They're just straight up a dog in <laughs> the in the Why shopping in the shopping basket. Why does this make you angry? Oh, okay, well, I, I understand. Used, in the because, shopping basket's oh, a bit oh, my stupid. Dog, my dog just went. My dog would never piddle on anything. Mm-hmm. I, I was in Home Depot a it couple happens. of months ago. I was in Home Depot a couple of months ago, yeah. and I swear to God, this dog pissed. Uh, marked a little small little market's territory piss not mm-hmm. a not a full out yep. you know stream it went it went down an aisle mm-hmm. while the and the customer wasn't even the customer was looking off in the distance looking at something Wait, they else. didn't even have control of the dog it was on a leash but the dog pissed on every single pallet <laughs> with merchandise <laughs> on these how pallets. long was this leash the customer wasn't walking with it the was, dog it was a, it was yeah yeah it, the customer was walking with the dog so not they were even, standing right there noticing the dog peeing i don't things. think that i don't think they noticed or maybe they or maybe they did maybe it's the same kind of oh my God. maybe the same kind of human being that will allow their dogs to piss on your mailbox <laughs> were, were you planning on purchasing any of this merchandise this is all wrapped up they hadn't unloaded it yet they still had the plastic on it hold on Conan, so, are you really so, upset no, about so, so, so what do you care are you, you didn't have to whoa, clean, whoa, whoa, didn't, hold on I, there might be something on there you that, didn't have to clean it up and I've worked in a grocery store before, and I've had to clean he up after animals. No, forget it. That... And especially, but it's but oh my god, especially <laughs> grocery stores where there's food. And I would say overwhelmingly, the response that I see has uh, been very positive. And mm. I think a lot of people are waking up to this to these good Samaritans, these heroes, and the, and the reason why we why gun why the why the gun grabbers are wrong. Here's a, here's a here's a prime example. Uh, tweet from uh, the uh, Bloomington Traffic anchor, uh, Murrow Mur- Award-winning journalist Justin Kohler was flabbergasted by the chief's f- framing, calling him a hero, of mm-hmm. course, calling him a Samaritan. He expressed his, his dismay in a tweet. The term Good Samaritan came from a Bible passage of a man from Samaria who stopped on the side of the road to help a man. I cannot believe we live in a world where the term could equally apply to someone killing someone. <laughs> My God. God. Killing a murderer. I know, right? In the act of committing murder. Mass murder. What else would a good Samaritan do in that stop to tend the wounds of the dying? It's very similar to the Buddhist parable of the, the guy who gets shot by an arrow and he, he wants, you know, the he wants his general or whatever to chase down the guy who shot him and get revenge and he's like, Well, I could do that or I could remove the arrow. And help you out. <laughs> yeah. He followed the tweet up with it's against the Simon Mall's code of conduct for anyone to carry a weapon inside the mall. However, Greenwood police are thankful that the man was. Well, he didn't violate any laws. By the way, right. we have some comments in our own uh, YouTube comments where someone made the exact same argument. Really? I don't know if they're trolling. The chat room says that the, there's actual signs on the, do- on the mall doors that, that have that I'm not have take your- very obviously gun-free posters i would not take your libertarian card away from you for showing up and without you know without following the rules the only issue i would have would be as if i told you personally about it and then you continued to violate 
I would then tell you you are not welcome back here. Can I, all right, I'm going to I'm going to equate this this walking into your house with shoes on, and it, and I know that it's the rule against. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's not a rule. Maybe it's just maybe it's just suggested, and I would be a good, I would be a bad human being if I walked into Ian's house and had the shoes on because mm. it's because I'm Rick James, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the shopping the shopping cart scenario. The people who don't take the shopping shopping cart back. There's, mean, not, there's not even a sign that says you have to take it. There back. is none. You're talking about to the pen where they to have the, the pens. I don't need the sign to know. It, in order to be a good human being, sometimes I, I do, need to take the stupid shopping cart back. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. If it's close enough. Fine, I'll do it. But if it's a couple aisles away or whatever, I'm just going to leave the cart where it's at. And and I say this as someone who has collected carts in right, a... Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I worked for Kmart in Florida. I have as well. It didn't bother me. Because you're getting... It's, it's job I just, security. Yeah, I just get to go <laughs> further and I get to spend more time outside the store and collect more carts. It's I didn't job give a security. Damn. To back up what the Twitch chatter said about this being illegal in Indiana, I, he may be correct because when Mississippi passed its constitutional concealed carry... It, it did include within the law something that allowed property owners to put up just the simple sign that said, you know, you you couldn't carry a gun within their premises or mm-hmm. whatever. And that did make it illegal for people to do so. Really? Yes. Well, they didn't enforce it. Yeah. They and, didn't enforce it in Mississippi either. Because, I mean, how do you know if someone's concealed carrying in the first place? Well, right? they, they knew in this case. Right. And they could have charged him if this was actually a, a violation of the law. But right. they didn't. And Can you imagine case, arresting and charging this guy? Hey, you, how dare you save these people's lives? That probably well, would have happened if it was New York City. Think of think of what they were trying to throw at Kyle Rittenhouse, of him crossing state lines mm-hmm. and the whole nine and him being underage and the whole nine. They, they were throwing trying to throw the book at him and get anything to stick. So yeah, I absolutely, I, I absolutely believe. I don't want to compare the Cal Rittenhouse to this guy, though. I I think there are some similarities, especially with the age and the uh, uh, the fact that they were well. Kyle really well was was Kyle in a gun free zone? Uh, everyone else was seen to be carrying. Maybe that would be a no, good I don't question think that to ask. Factored into that case, Cal wanted to be a cop. I mean that that was his whole thing there. He he wanted to be a cop, and he successfully you know policed this, this the, guy. The probably, Eli probably wants to be too. He looks kind of copish, kind of like cop like. He material. was just there with his girlfriend, though. He he wasn't there to police them all. He wasn't moonlighting as a as an unpaid security guard or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like Cal Rittenhouse was doing that night. He was just there. Yeah, the circumstances are pretty different. Lily is running as a libertarian. No, uh, she's running as a Republican. But and, she is and a they didn't mention her? Apparently not. That's bizarre. Because yeah. she's anti-commie. Just like and in she, the same way she, they didn't talk about Ron Paul when he ran and got like yeah, third place point. or whatever, second place in the vote on Fox News, and they just left the third place guy they out. They sure she did, is, man. She is super, super pro-gun, and she's super anti-communist. I'm mm-hmm. familiar with her. I just yeah. wasn't sure what party banner she was running under. Yeah, she's an interesting uh, character. Another interesting character, another uh, free stater running for Anti-lizard. Hmm? Anti-lizard. At Kaufman, oh, for, no, uh, for, for Senate, the, as Senate though, right? He's interesting as well. In fact, he's gonna he's got a cool bunch of ads that he's been doing. But he's actually running as a libertarian. I was going to tell you about Bruce Fenton, uh, who's running for U.S. Senate. Is here he, in New isn't Hampshire. he a dealership guy? No, there's out there's a you think of the car dealership chain out here. Yeah, there there is a Fenton. No, no, no relation. No relation. Okay. This, this guy is a free stater. He moved here as part of the Free State Project. He moved up from the Boston area. He's the creator of. The uh, cryptocurrency called Ravencoin. Uh, so he's a real doer, mover, and a shaker in the in the world of crypto. And he put 85 Bitcoin of his own Bitcoin into this race. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too. But finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. 
I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Ian, you made a great point about carrying a gun. You know, just like if you're going to nullify on a jury, you don't go into jury duty telling everyone, oh, by the way, I'm going to nullify this. It's a law stupid. You just keep that in your pocket mm-hmm. and uh, you pull that out if, if the situation calls for it, just like a gun, you know? Yeah. Um, and as far as shopping carts go, uh, I'm really lucky to work at a, short, at a store called Ross, Ross for Less. It's like a, a nice discount store. Sure. And they have a neat... They have a really neat policy. Like, I love working there. One reason is is that you don't have to go collect the carts because they have this long pole on them that if you try to leave with the cart, it'll, like, bump the top of the door. And so people can't take the carts out. I mean, they could oh. if they really wanted to. You can't even, what you're saying is you can't even leave the store with the cart. Right. How do you get yeah, your groceries yeah. to your car, though? It's a clothing store. How oh. do you get your clothing to your car? Oh, you can pull, like, if you buy, a, like, a large piece of furniture or a really big rug or something, you just pull up to the door, and uh, we help you load it, and then you drive off. You know who You know so. who does it right, right? Hmm. Aldi. Aldi. Mm-hmm. They have yep. a system where you insert a quarter yep. into the cart itself, and you unlock it, and you, you can use the cart anywhere you, basically anywhere you want. So you're complaining about the dog, the dogs like messing up. I've never had to clean up after a dog. I have a store, and I've worked there for years. But I have had to clean up after people. People will oh. throw up on the floor. People will not flush the toilet. Oh, they will God. smear stuff. It'll splatter everywhere. It's oh, disgusting. God. It reminds me of this meme. That's that enough description. Thank you. I've heard <laughs> the stories, by the way, uh, having uh, known plenty of people over my time. That I, luckily I didn't have to clean the the bathrooms when I was in retail. But having known you know girlfriends or whatever that have, and they always say the women's bathrooms. Yeah, what's are up the with worst. that? What's up with that? Um, I, I don't know, man, but it's gross. People, I, I won't even go into it, but, um, yes, please don't. is it some kind have... of reverse projecting where they, they spend their, all their days cleaning their own bathrooms and having it all tidy and neat I don't and know. then they go out into public and they're like, screw this place. I've I take it and they take good... it out on the bathrooms. I've never heard a good that's explanation besides the fact that women do the hovering thing. And maybe that's a factor, but, uh, I don't, I don't know. Is this what, you know, like Aria says, we can't get too detailed, uh, you know, gory with the details on this, but is that been your experience? Have you had to clean the men's restroom at ross versus the women's restroom and have you found the women's restroom is worse uh i never had to clean the men's restroom but the women's restroom can be really bad and i just uh oh sometimes people use the bathroom in the sitting rooms as well they'll just use the sitting room as a bath it's disgusting oh my god well i can tell you one thing about dog people uh, nasty dogs dogs aggressive dogs and uh, biting dogs Uh, i've been bitten once and at least two of two other of my coworkers have also been bitten in the last twelve months. You uh, work for the post office. I work for the post office. Uh, the one thing that every single one of these, and I've dealt with a lot of aggressive dogs, like every every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, I've these dogs that I've never seen. They're either new dogs or they're taking care of someone else's dog, or it's just a dog that's just been in the backyard and they just mm-hmm. let them out mm-hmm. one day. And the one thing I can say that all of these customers with aggressive, nasty dog biters are biting dogs they have in common is they never ever apologize or even admit wow. when you've i've been bitten and the customers didn't even say sorry wow and they I, were there they saw it they saw it they saw it happen 
Uh, and this has happened to, I, and I asked it of my, uh, the, uh, the last girl that got bit, the owners wouldn't even admit, they tried to say that she was lying. She said wow. her bleeding down her leg and the cops got involved and they, they would not admit that their dog bit her wow. and they never, Amazing. and they have never apologized. Guess who's not getting packages by the way. Right. Trashy. Trashy customers. Not a, there's not a whole lot of you guys out there. You're not listening to this show, I know. Good people. So, what do you do when show. that happens? Like, uh, you stop delivering their packages and make yep. them go pick them up from the yep. post office? Exactly. That's okay. fair. According to Military Times, sur- a survey raises serious questions about the future of the all volunteer force. And that was why I clicked this article because it makes it sound like, oh, they, they bring back the draft. Th- yes. The results of a new survey, but that won't fix the problems that they're dealing with, I don't think. The results of a new survey of military and veterans and spouses including details on financial difficulties, raised concerns about the future of the military, said the executive director of the organization that conducted the survey. Fewer military veterans and spouses are likely to recommend military service, according to the findings, and the reasons are related to their own well-being. At the end of the day, families are having a hard time making ends meet, and that's affecting their overall well-being. You know, not to mention... I think I think some people are starting to think World War Three might be right around the corner, and this is probably a really bad time to be in the military. Well, yeah. Plus, whereas whereas is there twenty ever a good whereas time? twenty well yeah twenty years ago when you're paying off your college your college debt and the military is twenty years to do ago it. that they got shipped off to Afghanistan and Iraq and you know like the the stu- the one National Guard troop out of Illinois I believe the Army Reserve crew. Uh, they were supposed to stay there for 365 days to qualify for their college scholarship or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were brought back on day 364. <laughs> and the, the government repeatedly did this. So, so 20 years ago was not a good time to join I've never the military. Heard, I've never heard anything they like this. They all got I would, screwed over. I would have heard these horror stories. Well, our military is spending more than what? The whole rest of the world combined? Military-wise? That's been, the, ca- wise? That's been like the case that. for a long, yeah. long time, though. Yeah. Oh, well, what other I, troubles are they running into, Aria, that you wanted to share here? Well, according to uh, Shannon Razadin, who is the president of the Military Family Advisor Network, which is the place that did the, su- sur- uh, the survey, we see the connection between well-being and loneliness, well-being and housing, well-being and food security. When you layer that on the top of the fact that fewer people are likely to recommend military service, it paints a very clear picture of concern relating to the future. This is the fourth survey they've done, and evidently the number of people who would recommend military life has fallen from 74% to 62% in 2021. Okay. Still too many. Yeah, they, they then give a lot of really boring numbers, but she talks about how it was troubling. Uh, troubling. Uh, it was just the fact that families don't like the military life and how it feels for them. Based on their answers, the reasons were related to frequent separations and the fact that military life is not conducive to family life. Mm. How bizarre. Mm-hmm. Noting that the fact that the survey was conducted on the heels of the U.S. military's exit from Afghanistan didn't show up in the findings. In well, I know that uh, Bonnie, my girlfriend, uh, she was grew up what they call an army brat, I guess. Yep. Kids in the, you know, parents. Yeah, in, that in makes sense. I put, the, I put two and two together. I see that. Back uh, in, it was probably 2005, 2006, with the Bush uh, military authorization bill, they slipped in there that uh, to, that you had to, if you took federal money, which every school does, uh, you had to allow the recruiters to go and talk to your classes. I think it was down to the, the seventh grade. Yep. And uh, Jeez. you had to do that. Uh, and uh, the, the American people, we fought like hell for months and months trying to get it taken out, but uh, it, st- it stayed. So every kid gets in- indoctrinated by yep. uh, the guy in the uniform. And a couple more things. Uh, 
uh, you know, all the all the uh, casualties in Iraq and like Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I think it was over forty percent of those were from uh, National Guard. Remember when they were they were pulling up people from every National Guard unit in the country? Yep. Uh, yeah, because before they before uh, we went into Af- uh, Iraq, there was a head honcho in the military going before Congress, and he said, "We don't have the uh, troops." You know, we've, we've got like 90,000 people in Afghanistan right now, and to go into Iraq, we're going to need so many, you know, 200,000 more troops. And they, they basically got rid of them because he said that. And uh, that's when they started just bringing people in from the National Guard. The weekend and, uh, warriors. Yep, yep. And one more thing. Uh, I know two people that signed up so they could get their citizenship. One was a Vietnamese, Vietnamese guy that did my wife's nails. The other mm. guy was a Guatemalan guy that uh, was a tire jockey, and uh, they got killed. Did you know that Iran, Iran's going to help Russians with uh, launching out uh, drones from from their side to um, launch drones to shoot at the Ukrainians? All right. So okay. are you guys surprised with the Iranians? Because I was watching the, um, the Rick Steve travel shows like I do. And it turns out that their oil was nationalized for maybe a decade or so. So, so nationalized means socialized, which means mm-hmm. communism. Whose right? oil? Iran. Yeah, that's okay. that's right. Wasn't there? A, I forgot his name. There was a prince that was selling selling his the Iranian oil to the. So wait, it's not nationalized country. now, but it was in the past. Um, yes, it was. So, in other words, does Iran have princes? So, I thought they had the Ayatollah and the president. Not sure. Well, I mean, was it that guy that that prince? That guy. Over and then <laughs> that, um, and then, and then what happened? That and then um, he had business with the U.S. oil companies, and they got, and then he lived high off the hog. What like, the hell are you talking about, Sarah? <laughs> no idea. That guy with the thing on his head. <laughs> I think she's talking about the Saudi Arabian royal family, which does have princes and stuff like that. I was just thinking one of the flies in the ointment that the government's got right now with this recruiting concept of theirs is uh, they're talking to young men that they expect to be warriors, and they're telling them that they got to listen to Tickle Me Elmo and take the Fauci ouchie. And if they're paying any kind of attention at all, they're hearing these horror stories about guys that are getting run out of the military with you know a year or two left on their hitch. And they're losing their entire pension. It's not like the government's trying to be fair and offer them, you know, a, an adequate percentage for the time of the contract they fulfilled. How, no, of course they're, not. They put themselves untrustworthy once again. Of course, that's how they do it, and it's amazing that anybody continues to uh, to join. But as Conan pointed out, they've got a grip on Hollywood, so there's propaganda that has just been pumped into Americans' heads for decades, generations upon generations about this uh, this military. And maybe we're starting to see that break at this point, but they still do have a real grip on the American populace. Yeah, with, just look at that look at that polling data from yeah, last week, where it more than sixty percent, still like almost seventy percent. Mm-hmm. Of people still are in favor it. of the military, not the police so much, but yeah, it's the because we're up there too. But, yeah, but yeah. You, but you don't have the police. Usually, you don't have a police table. It's, what uh, like did recruiting? you guys ever have recruitment? Not recruitment day, but uh, what is it? Job uh, fair. Job fair at the schools. What, uh, is the police usually there? So here's the story from the Denver Gazette: More states may legalize psychedelic mushrooms. Alex Jones, 
Not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, says, too bad. Says the female They're Alex putting Jones. chemicals in the water that are turning the frogs gay. Alex Jones needs to take some mushrooms. Yes, he does. Uh, so he needs to stop drinking alcohol and yeah. take something a little on the other side Absolutely. of the equation. He sa- uh, She says a trip in Jamaica saved her life. Not a trip to Jamaica, a hallucinogenic trip in Jamaica. Severe depression had descended on Ms. Jones at age 10 and stayed there relentlessly for the next two decades. She couldn't work, couldn't bear the sight of herself in the mirror, and for days on end could barely lift herself off her couch. The temptation to end it all was always at the periphery. You know, you got to wonder, why does somebody just have depression descend on you at age 10? Her parents, were they, were they divorcing? What was it in her life that, you know, led her School. to this? School could be, could be. the Bull- pressures bullying. of school. Yeah, yeah that's a it also sounds like she could be one of the rare cases that like j- just legitimately has a chemical imbalance. Jones said, "I felt like I was the Walking Dead." She's now thirty-four years old. She that endured- would be the antidepressants that were doing that. She endured hours of talk therapy and rotated through thirty different drug regimens. She did light therapy, dark therapy, an experimental ketamine nasal spray, and then a ketamine infusion. She underwent rounds of electroconvulsive therapy and sleep deprivation. She submitted transcranial magnetic stimulation, where she wore a big helmet. That sounds familiar. Is that the thing that Mark did in Texas? I don't know. It used to be that if you wanted to do ayahuasca, for instance, which is a it's not the same as mushrooms, obviously, but it's a it's another way to uh, to trip and and address some of the issues that uh, that you might have internally. It's a very long trip, from what I understand. I've never done ayahuasca. I have done DMT, which is the short acting version that you would uh, use. You would uh, inhale, for instance. Uh, but ayahuasca is generally brewed as a tea, and it's going to go for like I don't know, twenty four hours or something oh crazy God. like that. It's a really long trip. <laughs> that so, is a long trip. So you have to be willing to spend the time, but you also would have to like fly down to the Amazon jungle and like go to some sort of a medicine man or you know go to, trek for a ways. So they've started to put these these experiences into resorts where people can just go and yeah. you know spend two thousand dollars go to some f- posh resort in jamaica and take their trip there and then when they're done they can go you know go to bed in their nice uh, king bed room at this uh, fancy resort. you know resort. what if you have the money to go on one of these trips mm-hmm. then i'm thinking that there might be something because if you're if you have the money from your workplace i think you're probably working too much and maybe you should just work less hours, and that might, you know, work on your depression a little bit. Or, I don't think so, or maybe dude. you're some ri- you're some rich you're some richer. Uh, the last thing you want to tell somebody with depression from those who I've known who is have, to not work it, is to not work because then they're just going to be at home and they're going to be worse. I did look up light and dark therapy. Oh, okay, uh, they kind of they kind of make sense. Except light therapy is basically we have your your winter white lamp the vitamin d lamps or oh whatever. yeah it is and it, it cures uh you know especially uh not vitamin d deficient but the seasonal uh, affective seasonal disorder. affective disorder and i but which is something i get by the way oh really like come come february rolling around mm-hmm. i just i've had enough and i think a huh. lot of people are in that same boat where it's just never bothered is me. that really a disorder that's just like i'm sick of being cold right I mean, no 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 no, not, no, no, no. So, it's, it's, i'm talking a, about the darkness it's a depression thing for people get from not getting enough vitamin d supposedly Okay. From a light, from a good I'm light from source. Florida, I've never had this experience. To me, it's just like, so you get it too. Whatever. No, I don't. This I, is so. This, yeah, this is my first time. I don't uh, experiencing get seasonal it. affective disorder. It doesn't bother me. Well, I get it like one month a year. Okay, February. I've been here but, only uh, about four years at this point, but I've never experienced no, that. But the dark therapy is this is the strange one to me. It's actually 
uh, you sit in the dark, sitting the sitting your pace, patient in the darkness for a for pro- prolonged period of time, however long it takes. That's a good meditative to, experience. So basically, mm-hmm. it supports the circadian rhythms, and it's actually doing. It's a form of dark therapy is to block blue wavelength lights to stop the disintegration of melatonin, hmm. and I guess it's good for headaches, chronic fatigue syndrome, and insomnia. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.